diplomatic relations between the Republic of Turkey and the Republic of South Africa were established in 1993. And the Embassy of uh, South Africa in Ankara and the Turkish Embassy in uh, Pretoria were established on the 27th of February 1993 and the 22nd of March 1994, respectively. Today... We have the honor to host in studio the ambassador of the Republic of Turkey to South Africa, Her Excellency, Miss A. Kandas. Good morning. Welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, thank you so much. Maybe let's just uh, first expand a bit on the details of our relations as South Africa and Turkey. Thank you. The the relations uh, have been improving year by year, especially uh, during the last two years after the pandemic. There has been a lot going on in trade, investment, political relations. I can tell you a little bit about that. Um, I have also been in the country for almost two years now, mm-hmm. and I have seen uh, the visits, the reciprocal visits of the foreign ministers uh, back and forth in those two years, nine months apart, mm-hmm. which is, I think, uh, a very good uh, interval. Uh, first of all, uh, Honorable Minister Pandor traveled to Turkey uh, for the Antalya Diplomacy Forum in uh, 2022. And then uh, my minister came to South Africa in January this year, 8th to 10th of January, and there were successful political consultations. So that has, the, the these two visits have propelled the relations forward at the political level. Mm-hmm. At the economic level, the trade volume between the two countries has um, reached a record level of over three billion dollars it's 3.4 billion dollars so far which is uh, which was recorded in 2022 alone so that's the highest level we've got and then uh, investment relations are going very well both in both countries as you know we have defy uh, the white goods company Defy, which is owned, uh, which is a Turkish investment, the biggest Turkish investment in the country, uh, Defy uh, by a Turkish company since 2011, right now has been employing over 2,700 people, mostly in Durban, uh, their factory in Durban. Uh, apart from that, we have defense industry uh, investments here in South Africa. Uh, one uh, prominent Turkish defense industry company, Aselsan, uh, is located in Pretoria, employing 40 personnel, South Africans, and uh, they're uh, doing uh, many projects. So we have around 70 uh, companies, Turkish companies, here in South Africa, bringing in employment and uh, increasing the trade and investment figures in the country. Uh, Apart from that, I have to talk about also tourism and cultural relations. Uh, The numbers uh, are, again, in the last year, the numbers recorded have been the highest so far. Around 95,000 South Africans visited Turkey just last year. Mm. Um, The numbers of Turkish uh, tourists coming to South Africa uh, are also increasing. We just need to promote South Africa more in the Turkish market. Mm. There's a big interest from the South African side to Turkey, also because of the prices, you know, the uh, the Turkish lira. There are other factors, of course, for the tourism uh, movement going more towards Turkey. And then there are five or six uh, Turkish TV series on DSTV and on uh, ETV, South African TV channels, which also, uh, I think, um, drives the interest in Turkey, the Turkish TV series. This is called cultural diplomacy. And one more thing I want to uh, tell you about, as the embassy, we have three tools, actually three government institutions I have at my hands, which is Turkish Development Cooperation Agency, TICA, located in, the office is located in Pretoria, Yunus Emre Cultural Institute, located in Johannesburg for cultural relations, Turkish Marif Foundation, located in Johannesburg, uh, which is for relations in education. So we have already opened a school in Johannesburg. Uh, 
and uh, we do lots of cultural Turkish South Africa cultural diplomacy mm-hmm. uh, events and uh, we do we have completed 15 projects in 2022 in terms of humanitarian and development cooperation in the rural communities in South Africa these are all parts of the relations that bring us together the two countries mm. and above all uh, the the earthquakes in Turkey that happened on the 6th of February this disaster unfortunately uh, has in a way the silver lining is that this disaster has helped South Africa the the coming together of the two peoples it's very important this disaster has made us all see ubuntu in action mm. the ubuntu spirit of the south africans because of the help the assistance the in kind and in cash assistance that the south africans sent to uh, to the turkish earthquake vi- victims has been so much so we have seen what ubuntu really means we ha- we have lived through it and i think that's the uh, that's the most important part this year of our relations the the humanity the humanitarian uh, aspect we have seen from the south africans that brought our peoples together mhm um the relations between the two partners takes place under the auspices of the Turkish South Africa Joint Ministerial Commission um would you like to share some of the most important um elements of this mechanism what is the focus what are the key areas that this mechanism is looking at yes um our president visited south africa in 2018 uh, during the brics uh, presidency of south africa mm-hmm. there has been a, a document signed establishing the turkey south africa binational commission uh, we have not been able to uh, have the first meeting of that commission yet we are hoping to for it to take place in turkey uh, either at the presidential level or uh, deputy president's level so once we have the first meeting of the binational commission i think uh, it will be a big milestone in our relations mm-hmm. uh, but apart from that we have political consultations at the level of deputy minister deputy foreign minister uh, deputy foreign minister alvin botes uh, went to turkey in october last year uh, to hold political consultations following that my minister came here and did uh, political consultations at the at the ministerial level so we hope to have this dialogue continue in the coming years do we have any agreements or memorandum of understanding in place yes between the two countries yes we do for instance right before my minister came to south africa this year the mou on a uh, scientific and technological cooperation was signed that's very important because that paves the way for a scientific uh, a scientific delegation going to turkey and uh, it paves the way for more scientific cooperation between csir uh, nrf dsi and the turkish relevant institutions then um, there is also the uh mutual uh, the prevention of uh double taxation agreement that mm-hmm. was signed mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. there is also we have established a joint economic co- commission there's a document uh there's an mou that's establishing a joint economic commission which has had four meetings so far we are still hoping to do the fifth one uh we are waiting to hear from dti uh and then there is also in the pipeline a cooperation agreement an mou i must say in sports between the two countries mm-hmm. one on higher education that's very important between our higher education council and the department of uh, higher education we have pending mous on defense industry cooperation we have uh we had uh 
more than 10 years ago, signed an MOU between the two ministries of foreign affairs, between DIRCO and our Ministry of Foreign Affairs on uh, diplomatic training. Uh, so it's uh, cooperation between the two ministries. So actually there is a lot going on and we need to further that cooperation mm. uh, also in the field of defense industry cooperation and defense cooperation between the two countries. If you have just joined us, this is The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. Remember, we are on DSTV, Audio Bokeh Channel 888. You also find us online, ubunturadio.com. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Ubuntu Radio ZA, on Twitter at Ubuntu Radio ZA. We are also on Instagram at official Ubuntu Radio ZA. Let's take a short commercial break. We'll be back with more. Are you planning to travel outside South Africa soon on business or for leisure? When planning a visit abroad, South African citizens should take time to learn about the financial, political, cultural and economic environment of their intended destination. This message was brought to you by Ubuntu Radio in partnership with Turco Consular Services. Ubuntu Radio, South Africa's public diplomacy in action. Communicating the narrative of a changing global order. Ubuntu Radio. Ubuntu Radio. The Diplomat with Thelma Rubeni. Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to midday. Central African Time. Central African Time. Welcome back to The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio with uh, Mango Beni. I am having in studio uh, the ambassador of Turkey to South Africa, Her Excellency Candace. She's uh, gracing the studios today and I'm having a good time here. I do believe that you also having a good time. Uh, you touched on the issue of earthquake and South Africa coming to, to the rescue at, at that time when you needed it most. One thing I know is that uh, gift of the givers were so quick to respond when the earthquake hits Turkey. Let's talk more on the help that you got during that moment. Yes. Uh, first of all, these two earthquakes that happened almost nine hours apart uh, really uh, destroyed oh, the people, I must say, in every way in 11 cities of Turkey. That's, we are talking about a population of 13.5 million people. We are talking about evacuation of close to 3 million people from the region. Can you imagine? It's mm. the president, our president has declared it the disaster of the century. Why? Because the, the impact has been so huge that now, for instance, there are still uh, there have been 20,000 aftershocks recorded. Can you imagine two months after the event, the ground is still shaking. Nobody can go back to their houses, even though they are, some of them are not demolished. They are still trying to uh, collect the rubble. There are many missing bodies. The official figures are 55,000 dead, but it will go on to, I, I think, uh, 100,000. And uh, 115,000 people were rescued under the rubble with the help of search and rescue teams of around 100 countries of this world. So, so we have seen actually lot, lots of uh, emergency aid. And this is beyond the capacity of any one state to really deal with because it happened in the middle of winter in the middle of the night at four, around four in the morning when people were sleeping and they were caught, uh, they were either dead or they froze to death if they were, you know, caught, uh, if I might say, in their pajamas. Uh, so in winter conditions under the snow. So that's why it made it worse. Right now there are really lots of homeless families, broken families, many orphans who do not have houses to go mm. back to. Mm. So we are in the we are still in the process of providing them container houses. So with this kind of a situation uh, starting with the day after many countries came to our rescue but all the way from South Africa. First of all, 33 search and rescue personnel from Gift of the Givers went to Turkey. We carried everyone free of charge on Turkish Airlines, all the search and rescue people, whoever wanted to go help, go for help uh, to the earthquake zone, they took with them five 
K9 sniffer dogs from SAPS. Mm. The South African Police Service with the six uh, uh, trainers, the policemen. They are, these people are our heroes because the sniffer dogs could, uh, for instance, they could save the life of a 90-year-old woman. Can you imagine? Alive. And they could point to uh, bodies, dead bodies, like 400 of them under an apartment building. Can you imagine? So they could, uh, so they did such a good help that on the 25th of April, my president gave a medallion of honors and sacrifice to the uh, head of the team, Brigadier Vimla Mudli from SAPS, for instance. He honored her uh, in a ceremony in Ankara. And uh, we are grateful to uh, Gift of the Givers. We are grateful to SAPS. We are also grateful to 150 tons of in-kind assistance sent by generous South African people, NGOs, and companies. And then we are also grateful to the government of South Africa because the health department sent immediately, like very soon after the event, 10 tons of medical equipment and PPE equipment. Mm, mm. Companies like Aspen, Aspen SA, sent uh, blankets, medicine immediately. And then uh, the South African government replied to the UN emergency appeal with $5 million. So all this uh, has brought um, the Turkish people close to uh, South African people. Why? Because so many South African NGOs and people went to Turkey. Can you imagine without even the embassy being aware of it just to help, help with food delivery, everything. And we have sent even big winter tents, uh, generators, heaters, because there's no electricity, there's no heating in the area. And uh, even mobile portable toilets Mm -hmm. all the way with Turkish Airlines cargo flights Mm -hmm. all the way from South Africa. A generous South African businessman donated two mega tents of 1,000 square meters which are now in one of the most devastated cities, Hatay, are schools, primary schools for children. Can you imagine? Because there are no schools, no hospitals in the area and they were these big tents and they have they are carrying the signpost, the emblem of Ubuntu and South African flag all the way in Hatay in a small district. This is very important and we are truly, truly grateful to the South African people and the government. Has your government made an assessment of how long will it take to to recover, to get back to normal Mm. in those areas that were Mm. affected by, by the earthquake? Yes, we have, uh, for instance, we have as the embassy opened a local bank account. We are in the process of now collecting donations for container houses. As I said, uh, people need housing. Our president has asked for one year from these people, Mm. the victims. Mm. In one year, uh, new apartment buildings will be built by the government. But in the meantime, these people, these families cannot be housed in tents, you know, for for that long. That's why we are doing, uh, we are collecting money for container houses. This is also beyond the production of one state, all these container houses, you know, the factories. Of course, they are producing them, but some, Uh, 22 square meter container houses are coming from Europe, for instance. Mm. So there are donations of container houses. We have now container cities, for instance, uh, a city of 2,000 container houses is located near the earthquake zone. Mm. So that means this will be a long recovery period. At least it will take at least one year. Uh, But we are not talking about, of course, the trauma Mm -hmm. Uh, there has been so much psychosocial support to the broken families by the Ministry of Family there have been 77,000 personnel social workers and psychologists uh, in the area and around the area uh, giving uh, assistance you know to the victims so it will be a long process unfortunately of recovery 
It is going to be a long process indeed. Um, you know, Turkey or Turkey, it's one of those um, tourism destinations that is in many South Africans' bucket list. I, for one, only uh, am familiar with um, Istanbul, Istanbul as a city. What else, what is it that uh, Turkey has to offer to South Africans that is drawing so much attention in terms of tourism? Yes, and I have met so many South Africans who keep going or who are interested in going uh, to Turkey. I want to tell you one uh, about one campaign of Turkish Airlines um for those who are going to other countries having stopovers in Istanbul because Istanbul as you know with with its very large and modern airport uh and also its location is a hub so people going to Europe for meetings people going to central asia for meetings usually pass through Istanbul have a stopover so turkish airlines has this campaign of two nights uh included in the ticket price uh two nights staying at a hotel turkish airlines take care of all the transfers and the touristic uh trip of those two days on your way to somewhere else mm. you can stop over and enjoy istanbul for two days and that's all included in the price that gives you a chance to um get a flavor of istanbul even if you are going for work second um there are other cities of course um of interest and they are historical cities cappadocia cappadocia is an area where the first christianity for instance uh, the first christians lived in caves um in the first centuries that christianity started in anatolia mm. uh it's a nice uh, destination one of the you know wonders of the world because of the conic structures and the natural way the caves formed cappadocia is important second unfortunately in the southeast of turkey where those 11 cities are uh, destroyed by the earthquakes there is this uh, city hatay or antioch mm-hmm. which has uh, also lots of christian Uh, elements it's like a hub of different uh, faiths coming together unfortunately hatay got almost destroyed from the uh, erased from the map and there have been many uh, churches and museums that's uh, that was a place worth to visit but i'm sure uh, we will recover and uh, bring it back its um, touristic uh, flavor uh, of the past there is also the mediterranean coast of turkey so those who want to um who want a beach holiday antalya you know antalya fethiye kuşadası bodrum are the the main places where south africans also prefer for uh, the beautiful the beaches and the sea and the five star hotels which offer packages so there are uh, quite a few places to see what we need to do is I think we are cooperating with uh the Department of Tourism and Tourism SA. Tourism SA has its counterpart Tursap. I have recently uh talked with the new Minister of Tourism Patricia Dilil and uh, we talked about um having more cooperation between the tourism ministries and uh, maybe signing an MOU mm-hmm. because that will pave the way for also more Turkish uh tourists coming to Turkey what we need to do is bring in more tourism agencies from both sides to both countries to show the um, the touristic um gems of each country meaning uh, the tourism agencies we are in the uh, process of doing that bringing some tourism agencies uh, agents to South Africa the turkish ones so they come and then they sell and promote south africa uh, and vice versa so that's very important for the public uh, to learn more about the touristic destinations you have already mentioned some of the companies turkish companies that are trading in south africa do we have any south african companies trading in turkey yes 
there are around 65 uh, maybe uh, the numbers are not so certain it's between 60 and 65 South African companies operating in Turkey mm. the biggest one is Metair mm. Metair has been in Turkey for a long time the the batteries and uh, because they took over a Turkish company Mutlu Aku and then Metair is the most successful one and uh, South African companies have made an investment of a total of 30 million dollars in Turkey so the relationship works both ways but we are of course trying to bring more Turkish investment to South Africa mm-hmm. uh, especially to the special economic zones mm-hmm. because they offer lots of incentives so we did in November last November for instance um, a Turkey trade and investment day we brought in all the actors business associations because there's a Turkey South Africa business council so the co-president is the president of black business council on the South African side and its counterpart Turkish Business Association there's a Turkish co-president so this council meets regularly to bring in more businesses together it's a networking Mm -hmm. uh, thing so that's how we promote investment and trade in both countries for South African companies that still have a wish to go do business in Turkey which areas of trade would you advise them to consider? Trade uh, uh, areas that still have opportunities in your country? Yes. Um, for instance, I know that there is one successful uh, South African company dealing with dental implants. They bring in the, the, ingred- the, the materials from South Africa. Mm. They produce it in Turkey and sell it mm. in Turkey and abroad. That's a successful, I think, business. Wow. Uh, there's also, uh, there's a lot to do in the health industry because we hear of South Africans, because it's much cheaper, uh, we hear of South Africans going to Turkey for uh, dental stuff, beauty stuff, you know, some operations. Uh, it's an interesting area. Second, textile is a good area for cooperation. Turkey is very uh, successful in its fabric, quality of its fabric and in uh, textile industry, for instance. And uh, we are looking at uh, modern textile equipment and machinery coming to Turkey, uh, coming to South Africa. Why? That could be our contribution to South Africa. And then we can sell more fabrics and clothing to South Africa. There's a lot going on in terms of trade because I keep seeing Turkish fashion, uh, Turkish clothing and Mm. Turkish shoes in South Africa. So there are people who are trading in Turkish textiles. They go to Turkey, buy it. We just need to, I think the only problem is the customs duties, the high customs duties. Otherwise, uh, textile is a good area for cooperation. Then there's the automotive industry there's a lot of uh, trade going on uh, for the automotive parts Turkey is selling uh, to South Africa and then there's a lot of minerals of course sold by South Africa exported by South Africa to Turkey mm-hmm. so there are different uh, materials uh, going back and forth the two countries uh, in terms of trade uh, have complementary some complement they 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 complement each other in certain sectors. So because of the seasonal difference, for instance, in food, in agriculture, they can sell different products at different times of the year to each other. Let's say Turkey and South Africa, they are very strong in citrus products, let's say, mm. but the, the seasons are different, you see, so they can sell to each other the of same course. product. So there's really? complementarity. We are trying to build on it. Um, so there's a lot of potential between the two countries. Uh, everything, trade and economy starts with the people. People to people relations. That's mm-hmm. very important. Mm-hmm. And that's why tourism 
And this cultural interaction is very important. And then business and contacts and dialogue start. That's why we give importance to people-to-people relations and business networks. I want us to take a short break. When we come back, I would like you to share uh, your experience of South Africa since you've been here for two years. I'm happy to, to hear from you. How is it like? And yeah, the different areas of our culture that you, you have experienced. You are listening to The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. This is Thel Mongobeni. I will be with you until 12 midday Central African time. We're now taking a short commercial break. When we come back, we continue with Ambassador Kandas. Are you planning to travel outside South Africa soon on business or for leisure? Before your departure, visit the Department of International Relations and Corporations website www.dircl.gov.za. Click the links Foreign Relations, South African Representatives Abroad to ensure that you have the contact details of the South African Embassy, High Commission or Consulate in the country which you will be visiting. This message was brought to you by Ubuntu Radio in partnership with Dirko Consular Services, Ubuntu Radio, South Africa's public diplomacy in action. Los Angeles, Tokyo, Bamako, Honolulu, Madrid, Algiers. Ubuntu Radio, connecting Africa to the world. The Diplomat with Thelma Rubaini, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to midday, Central African Time. Central African Time. Welcome back to The Diplomat. We continue our conversation with the ambassador of uh, Turkey to South Africa, Her Excellency Kandas. Um, before we go into your experience of South Africa, let's look at education. You mentioned something about um, uh, collaborating between the two countries in the area of education. Would you please unpack that more? Yes, um, there are two aspects. First of all, we have a government institution called Turkish Marif Foundation, which has, uh, which is the only institution that has the right to open uh, schools abroad. Turkish Marif Foundation has opened schools in 22 countries in Africa. They have uh, they have an office in Johannesburg and they have opened one uh, school from primary to grade uh, nine in uh, Johannesburg. They are opening another school in Cape Town. These are international schools, Cambridge system with the South African uh, teachers and everything. Uh, they um, they try to give a good quality education. Uh, all over the world actually so that's one aspect of our relationship in education mm-hmm. uh, and then um, so Turkish Mari Foundation not only opens schools in South Africa but it also uh, contributes to the education sphere in terms of uh, training teachers, contributing to schools, renovating them, upgrading them, and all that stuff. So that's an important tool. Second, as the embassy and through TICA, Turkish Development Cooperation Agency, we um, give a lot of importance to youth and women. These are our two priorities. TICA finished, as I said, around 15 projects uh, just last year in South Africa. Most of them are directed to women, women empowerment, especially training of SMEs in entrepreneurship and youth. What we did, what we have been doing in the education sphere is we have been cooperating with the Department of Basic Education. They come to us, let's say. Uh, during the KZN, after the KZN, the lootings in KZN Mm. or the floods Mm. in KZN. Mm. They came up with some lists of schools that needed help. So we recently, I I went to the opening of, for instance, a school, Golden Steps High School, which needed renovation and we donated a, a hairdresser atelier a fully equipped hairdresser atelier workshop for this school for mentally disabled kids. Another one, uh, an orphanage for small kids, for instance, in Joburg. We, through Defy, we help them with their kitchen utensils. Department of Basic Education asked uh, the Diplomatic Corps for um, assisting it uh, with teachers' awards. So we donated two mobile libraries to two winning schools. 
uh, whose teachers were very successful, one in Kezatan, the other in uh, Western Cape, for instance. We donate greenhouses to certain schools. Mm. So these are our, all our contribution in the education sphere uh, so that there is a good cooperation between uh, Turkey and uh, South African government. Interesting, very interesting. So now you told me that you have been here in South Africa for two years now. Yes. What are some of the highlights of of your time here? Mm. What has the experience been like uh, in terms of uh, culture, interacting with the people of South Africa and so on? Mm. So uh, for this question, I think uh, I can talk a lot um i'm very excited first of all and happy to be here in south africa as diplomats in this career for 30 years i've been appointed to quite a few places i can tell baku azerbaijan brussels berlin northern cyprus and then i i studied in the us so after all that i must say this is the like the best and most interesting place that i've been appointed to mm. in terms of its culture the variety the diversity that's why i am very happy to discover this country in many aspects so in order to learn more about the culture i'm learning isizulu i'm taking classes wow. and i keep going to rural communities mm-hmm. um i meet the chiefs i love uh, tribal cultures mm. different tribes and interacting this weekend i was in soweto i stayed in soweto to experience the cultural and daily life <laughs> Uh, for instance, I stayed at a, a nice lodge uh, there in the heart of Soweto. Mm. So I walked the streets, I interacted with the people and practiced my language. So this is for me, um, I think the most contribution, uh, the biggest contribution of my uh, job to me as a person because I have the opportunity to discover a beautiful country like South Africa. It's not only the nature, it's the people, mm-hmm. I think, that makes it so interesting. It's history and sociology, so I'm here also to discover that. That's why I've had, if you are asking me about the highlights, I think uh, one of the biggest, uh, the most important highlights for me is going to the opening of a project, of a TICA project, to a rural rural community, Mm. interacting with the people, um, just seeing the impact of our project, seeing the completion of a project in a small area, far away, you know, and then um, just... Uh, it's it gives so much contentment to me from a human it's not about me being a diplomat for Turkey it's about me being a human being helping others that's my passion in this life and sometimes it contributes more to our lives than politics I believe mm. so you can um, sign many MOUs and agreements but unless you touch the lives of the people it doesn't mean much at the end of the day the Mm. people in the uh, in the cities rural communities would not be aware that there's this MOU signed blah 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 what does it do to to their lives that's why I give so much importance to projects for women and youth that's why I wanted to stay in Soweto to see what the people in that part of Soweto, let's say, need most. And you can't really uh, learn about a country unless you travel and unless you interact with the people. Mm, mm. Um, So there are many highlights. And uh, one more uh, thing is also this, discovering the uh, similarities between the two cultures. Mm. I'm always surprised to see. When I talk to, meet some Sangomas, for instance, mm. uh, surprised to see the similarities in the rituals in the in the rural communities in Turkey. You know, there's so much wisdom in on the land. So we have a very old land. We have big history 
it is one of the cradles of civilization up north. South Africa is another cradle, actually the oldest cradle of civilization mm. in the in in the world and in the southern hemisphere. So bringing in bringing together the two um, cultures. There are many cultural aspects that make us so similar in the daily lives of our peoples. It's very interesting. Uh, it's um, it's so nice to bring them out and to bring the cultural similarities. Maybe that's why South African people uh, want to go to Turkey, uh, Turkey as tourists more often. Why? Because of the similarities in the culture and the behavior patterns of the people and the family structures. There's a lot in common. And uh, our president, for instance, his wife uh, loves Africa so much. She has traveled so much more in the African continent than anywhere else in the world. And she has published books on the cuisine, on the proverbs, different proverbs. In Africa, she has established an Africa house, cultural house in Ankara. Can you imagine? So we keep bringing from South Africa all those uh, beautiful things that the women SMEs are doing, for instance, the beads and, you know, the cultural artifacts of South Africa to be exhibited in Ankara, for instance. And there are similarities in the in the stuff that our people produce in the, I think, rural communities. So I can talk on and on about my love for Af- South Africa. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, apart from Gauteng, which other provinces in South Africa have you been able to visit? I go to KZN a lot mm. for projects. Mm. Cape Town, Western Cape. Yeah. I'm supposed to go to East London, inshallah, uh, with the, the, the Minister of Social Development uh, soon for the opening of a project we did together. We are cooperating a lot with the Department of Social Development, Deputy Minister Bokopane Zulu, for instance. And um, I usually go Eastern Cape, I've gone mm-hmm. to Mupondo Festival, mm-hmm. Mupondo Tribe, uh, then uh, Umtata, Umbezo, Nelson Mandela's uh, birthplace. We are doing projects there. Uh, we have renovated uh, the mosque, the only mosque there. We are contributing with a computer lab to the Nelson Mandela, the Agricultural Institute, the school in Umbezo. Mm. We are trying to help with a ventilator to the Nelson Mandela Hospital in the region. The ventilator will be donated by Aselsa, our defense industry company here. Uh, so I usually travel for uh, projects and then of course I've been to Northwest and I've been to, uh, I am trying to go to Mupamalanga because of another Tika project for the opening. I'm waiting for that. Mm. There will be three openings, uh, three project openings in Cape Town. Small. They, these are small projects with big impact. Exactly. For instance, contribution of a solar panel mm. to an old w- old people's home. Uh, contribution to Salisian uh, Church in Cape Town. You know, mm-hmm. uh, renovating uh, something for them, and also all over South Africa, we are doing women's training, women SMEs. You know, in every province, 20 women SMEs. We work with SIDA, Mm. train them, five days training. We give them certificates. Then we create this network of SMEs. Mm. We buy from them. You know, we we continue to support them. That project I value a lot. Mm -hmm. Wherever the training happens, I go there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's how I I travel. Amazing, amazing. Um, Looking at... um, the South African cuisine and hmm. the Turkish cuisine. Um, what would you like to say? Do do we have any comparisons, or a, we, can we pick up any similarities hmm. or differences in the two? It's interesting. I um, I do many events at my residence cultural events and receptions like every ambassador and I used to uh, have a Turkish chef mm. so Turkish breakfast is very famous a big Turkish breakfast there's a lot of variety but my Turkish chef has retired and gone interestingly enough I right now have a South African chef 
So now I'm learning about the fusion or like he's trying, uh, he's trying some Turkish dishes, mm -hmm. but at the same time, he's cooking lots of South African dishes. Mm -hmm. So it's very important. I have uh, some uh, Turkish cuisine, uh, so South African cookbooks. Okay. I'm learning mm -hmm. also. Uh, then every May we have Turkish Cuisine Week. This year we are doing it uh, at Victoria Yards in Johannesburg on the 20th of May, which is a Saturday. Last year we did that also. So there will be lots of Turkish food and culture and also South African because we want to bring together Turkish food and South African food. Mm. Braai is very... Um, Uh, it's very common here. We don't have a braai culture, not really in Turkey. For instance, mm -hmm. on the weekends we don't do. Mm -hmm. It's kind of rare that we do the kebabs, but we are known for the kebabs, the Turkish kebab, uh, especially in restaurants. Mm -hmm. So that will be served uh, in Victoria Yards that day. And uh, there will be, um, in terms of South, uh, there is this, um, I forgot, but it's the same, called in different names, a pastry that you, um, you fry in the end. It's not boboti. It's um, just a, like a pastry you have and you eat it with many different things, but you fry it. Okay. I don't know the name, but we have exactly the same. Uh, that we use in Turkey as well. Okay. So there are similarities. It's good to discover them in our kitchens, you know. Mm -hmm. I know South Africans like a lot the Turkish kebabs mm -hmm. and uh, certain food. It's very similar to Middle, Middle Eastern food like hummus and the salads like mm -hmm. tabbouleh and we have those. Mm -hmm. And um, I will discover more about South African kitchen. Of course, and when you get a chance to visit Mpumalanga or Limpopo, you must ask for Mopani Wems. What is that? Mopani Wems. Mopa oh, I've had it. Yes, I've had Masonja. it. Yes. <laughs> I am very okay. interesting. They are very high in protein. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, I've also tasted crocodile meat. Yeah, mm. it's interesting. <laughs> Let's yeah. take the last short break before we conclude our discussion. Filming on the diplomat Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to midday, Central African time. Central African time. How do you, as Tiger Brands Foundation, make sure that the beneficiaries are not losing their nutritious meal on daily basis? So, Chalmo, what we have done is we have pivoted our business uh, from hot cooked meals in school towards delivering family sized food handles. We are fortunate in that our logistics were set up as we normally deliver a food hamper in the December holiday as a nutrition intervention during the long period children will be out of school. In every hamper, what kind of food items are included? So we'd have things like uh, jungle oats, thick rice, we'd have baked beans or sugar beans, pilchards, maize meal, sand meal, flour mix. And for this hamper, um, we've also added sanitary products. We're adding things like hand sanitizers and balsams. Hand sanitizers and balsams. The Diplomat with Thelma Rubaini, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to midday, Central African Time. Central African Time. This is Ubuntu Radio. Ubuntu Radio. A better South Africa, a better Africa, and a better world. <laughs> okay, Ambassador, um, we are about to wrap up our uh, discussion today. You, you were just telling me about the Kasi breakfast. What yes. was included in that breakfast? In <laughs> so I don't know the name of that pastry. I was trying to describe you I that. Think it's yes, I think so. Next, Next to it. Next to it, liver paste. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Achar uh -huh. and uh, cheddar cheese. That's Grated it. cheddar cheese. Classy breakfast. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, can I can I tell you one of my favorites? Mm. Uh, shakalaka. Shakalaka, uh, yes. Shakalaka mm -hmm. with beans and yeah, yes. I love that. Yes. A little bit spicy. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had it in case of time. So I really appreciate you taking time to come and speak to us today. And um, lastly, 
When you leave South Africa at the end of your tenure, what would you say you are taking with when you go back home and what legacy will you leave at the Turkish Embassy in South Africa? Very important question. First of all, I don't want to leave soon. I want to stay longer. Oh, yes. I hope they extend <laughs> my... <laughs> I want to learn more about the culture and develop friendships. I have developed really good uh, friendships from the local communities. It's not enough for me to have diplomat friends always whenever I go to a country. So I want to establish more uh, long-lasting uh, friendships that I will carry with me back to my country. Mm -hmm. That's one. Second, I will carry with me the Ubuntu spirit, which is, you know, the community spirit that I see in the rural communities. Like, it's almost like I'm nobody without you guys. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a person because of you. And uh, the meaning of it is very important. You have to live through it to understand. It's not only words. It's just a spirit that you live through all your life. That's very important. That's a big contribution to my life uh, and my personality, I think, the Ubuntu spirit. My passion that's always been with me to help people, the humanitarian aspect of life, the humanity of life that I will carry because I have lots of opportunities here in this country to help people. And it works both ways. You see, I was doing all these projects with Tika and then all of a sudden the earthquake happened mm. and we as a country needed help. Mm. So humanity works both ways. And we saw the result, what you reap, you saw, you know, mm. I have seen um, the result. I have seen the effect of my uh, relationship with the people here. It's all about sincerity, I think. Mm. Sincerity and um, what is it? Giving, kind heart giving goes a long way. Exactly. And even that much can be a legacy because there's always a result of that, mm. you know result of a kind heart so mm -hmm. my legacy will be definitely reaching and touching the hearts of South Africans and them touching me and changing me thank you thank you so much uh, thank you once again for coming through to the studio we hope you'll enjoy the rest of the day and we hope to speak to you in the near future thank you siabonga siabonga <laughs> <laughs>